This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod. It is, once again, a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, and spooky things you tell us about. And we have wakened from our hibernation. Here's what happened. The Writers Guild went on strike for five months. (laughs) And the moment that Andrew and I found out we we got we got coffee. We got we had coffee. A coffee date to talk about. We got coffee to be like, should we do a few one or like a couple of scary ups to post in October? <laughs> and then while we were at the coffee, we found out that the writer's strike right. was over. We were like, we've got time. Really, this you know this might go to the end of the year. Let's figure out something fun we can do. And sure enough, the email came in moments after we had taken our last sip of coffee. It really. You can't get any better timing. No. We strike when the iron is, is gone. Yeah, dead cold. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> which I think is a time to do it because if it's hot, I feel ow. the same way. Yeah, I don't want to strike when anything is hot. I'm not. St- I'm no. No. Um, what Anna, are we? A blacksmith? <laughs> not, not. Not in the past two years. Certainly not. Anything's possible in the future. Yeah. Um. Has something spooky happened to you this year? <laughs> oh my god! So many spooky things have happened to me this year. I'm trying to think. Oh, there was a black widow spider in a in a bath towel that I put on the ground. Is that so? Yes. So I grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. And something about growing up in the 90s. Right. The biggest danger to children was PCP, mm-hmm. getting abducted by a stranger, mm-hmm. and black widow spiders. Absolutely. We all were terrified of, and quicksand. <laughs> but so, but I was terrified of black widow spiders. They, I feel like they featured a lot in in culture. Yeah. But I also knew I could comfort myself by remembering they're on the West Coast. They're not here. Right. Now I'm on the West Coast. I didn't know. I thought that wherever I was, I was safe from Black Widow spiders. Yeah. It didn't occur to me that I moved to a new coast. That's that's like Black Widow spiders have occupied the same space in my mind as like the blue ringed octopus, which is, I think, oh. the most venomous animal on Earth. It's the biggest bitch in the ocean. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and but but again it like it just it that felt so foreign to me and the fact that you've had this experience with uh one of them in your bath towel and our friend billy has one like in front of his and the stairs up into his apartment he basically has a pet i know i are they they're as deadly as i think they are right i think they can kill small things okay that was a weird way to say animals <laughs> small thing very sort of bjork way of saying yeah. animal small things um <laughs> I think if you, I think they're not as, I don't think they're fatal to adults. Right, right. I think like it could wreck you a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) A localized wrecking. (laughs) It's, it's necrotic, right? They bite you and then the tissue dies. Jason, we have, we have a fiance of the pod now. That's an update. A huge update. Fiance of the pod, Jason is riding the levels. (laughs) Um, Do you want to look up what a black widow spider does? I, yeah, oh, I live in fear you. of black widow spiders. Also, brown recluses because they make their they make webs in toilet bowls. Do they? I, I this is something I was told. I really that can't back that up. Feels like they're doing that on purpose. That feel like what did they do before toilet bowls? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> now come on now. They were like, I feel dumb. <laughs> I feel so dumb. I feel like whatever I do is dumb. And then the first toilet bowl existed, they're and like, they were like. Oh. 
yeah. yeah. That's your friend who found the right MLM and they're really happy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's sort of like, what, yeah, like what did furries do before the internet? Like that's the question, you know? Wow. Lived their lives. I mean, Lived. you've seen The Shining. Yeah. I mean, furries, like the the like werewolf mythos, they were like, <laughs> and what happens again? <laughs> So interesting. Tell me again. Yeah. Why are we burning this person at the stake? They they do what? <laughs> Can I have them? <laughs> <laughs> I also, I, I feel quite certain that there must be a subcategory of like werewolf kingdom and furry kingdom. And I don't want, I don't want anyone to be upset. So I, but also there's room for overlap, right? The Venn yeah, diagram. Both sides judge each other. I think right? they're both like, those guys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's standups and improvisers. That's really oh, the vibe. Isn't it ever? Right. Andrew, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yeah. I got my urethra replaced with skin from inside my mouth. That's that right. That happened this week. <laughs> that This year. I meant to say yeah. this year. But, but it was recent enough. Yeah. And Andrew, uh, what the hell? What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't skip ahead that directly. I, so everybody in the most Andrew Farmer way. Yeah. You know, when, you know, when you go your whole life and every time you pee, it kind of hurts and you tell doctors this your whole life and they're like, yeah, I don't know. It might be this thing called prostatitis. And then you're like, no, I feel like it shouldn't feel this way. And then finally one, uh, one surgeon is like, well, let's do a cystoscopy. And instantly they're like, oh, you have what's called a stricture which is scar tissue of the urethra. I think it can be in multiple places, but in this case it was oh, the urethra. Seems like a bad place for it. Yeah. And as the, as the camera tube was being taken out, like within the three seconds that that happened, the, the doctor was like, Oh, so you need to go to a stricture specialist. They're going to take out your urethra and they're going to build a new one with skin from inside your mouth. And I was like, got it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Andrew, who is, I, I would say you've had more medical. What the fucks than most that, people. And what's, what's interesting is that, I am not hypochondriac. I think I'm actually sort of the opposite of it, which is like, I'm always like, I know it's not this. It can't be this, right? And then the doctor's like, yeah, almost definitely not. We'll do a quick test. Oh, it is that. It is the craziest thing I've ever heard, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you Like, the you've broken, for people who are uninitiated, or perhaps you've just been living your life, which, yeah. who can blame you? Andrew's broken his back on a roller coaster twice in his life. Two whole times. Um, He got... And a full lower body third degree burn from soup and yeah, then an allergic reaction to the, to the antibiotics. antibiotics. Then I was on steroids and then I got COVID yeah. within a, within a month long period in 2020. Um, but uh, my, my surgeon's great. Uh, I, the, the procedure is called a urethroplasty and um, they sure did make, I mean, medicine is amazing. They made a new urethra with skin from inside my mouth. I feel great. Um, yeah, peeing, <laughs> peeing is like second nature to me now, which it's <laughs> by definition should be. Yeah. And before, yeah, say the oh thing my about god! That. So okay, this this was probably the bleakest revelation that I made um, in this in this journey of surgery. <laughs> I thought from the time I was a very little kid that in cartoons or media, when people pee and they go. Ah, uh, that it was because it hurt and not because it was a form of relief. <laughs> so, so that's just a thing I'm learning about myself. That is like the Aunt Mac, the like Maxine greeting card lady. Yes. The <laughs> long, like, very specific one. That's like, Oh yeah, I have strictures and that's how I found out that. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, and peeing is good now. Peeing, uh, I mean, it's a joy. It really is. Um, almost like when it when I when I did it for the first time, I was kind of scared because I was like, "What's this going to be like?" And then it happened. Then I was like, "Oh, it just happens." Like you, it, it's just like, well, it's time. Um, but anyway, oh, now time for a Black Widow update. What yeah. do they do? What are the bites? Jason. Do? Uh, it exerts toxic effects in the vertebrate central nervous system oh. by depolarizing neurons, by increasing CA2, and by stimulating uncontrolled exocytosis of neurotransmitters oh, from nerve terminals. This is the wrong... That's what you came back with seven minutes later? No. We're asking, does it kill a person? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It can kill a person. But what is likely to happen if someone gets bitten or stung? That is... That's science. Venom is science. Um, it's so, yeah, it, 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 it can kill you. Uh, and it says that it's seldom fatal except in young children, but it is, it mm. can, it can kill you. Yeah. Okay. Well, small that's good things, small things can be killed by the black widow's <laughs> venom. That got a little and I'm sorry. No, it, 
don't ever apologize for things getting a little in-depth, especially not during October. <laughs> I know. I, if you if you couldn't tell by now, this is a very chatty podcast. It's um, chatty. And it's, I don't I don't know if that I don't I think that probably that means it's like not a little bit not great. Right. And that's fine and that's fine. I, I have I have an, an <laughs> immense amount of respect for uh for horror podcasts, scary adjacent podcasts where things are so incredibly researched and produced and edited. Ours is a little bit more of a vibe of it's the end of a campfire. We're two people who got there late. All the scariest stories have been told. And we're like, have you guys heard about vampires? <laughs> like that, that's sort of how it feels. Yeah. Everyone's off kissing and we're just talking about strictures. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Did you know in Bulgaria, vampires can't eat wheat? Like it's like some, you know, uh, worthless information, but yeah. we're really thrilled to be back. I'm so we happy are. to be recording with you again, Anna. I am so happy to be recording with you, Andrew. Um, and we were talking about like, what would be a fun way to jump back into things? Because while the podcast began as reading every story from the Alvin Schwartz series, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, we have worked through all those stories. And now we have ahead of us the wide, wonderful world of spooky, creepy, things that go bump in the nighty things. Correct. Um, what he has said. What he has said. God, we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> What um, God has done. <laughs> and Anna, you had a very good idea uh, for a loose theme for today. I have a loose theme. It's called Scary Kid Things. <laughs> small things. Small, small things. Scary small things. <laughs> that actually kind of is the theme. That is the theme for today. Scary small things. Um. Okay. So... <laughs> I have two things from Reddit and then Andrew has a folktale. And that I do think is kind of the vibe. Um, great. So this comes from our paranormal. Great. Paranormal subreddit. I've gotten very into subreddits as uh, the owner of a very old house. Yeah. And also um, someone who's getting married. That This is why Reddit was invented. I didn't even think about Reddit as being a, a resource for, for, for weddings and that, what, a have, great, it's what a great called, get. Yeah. You have no idea. Nothing is spookier than just, ugh, oh my God. I joined one called Wedding Dress just to be like, what? And it's nothing but statuesque beauties wearing like $10,000 gowns being oh. like, ugh, so torn. Which one? I'm like, why did I opt into this? I feel fucking disgusting. <laughs> but anyway, but there's also scary things on Reddit. So I'm thrilled to share this. Um, the subject is my doll keeps moving by herself. Please help. Oh, God. Here we go. Yep. And it's uh, <laughs> the flare on this post is question. <laughs> this is a question. I don't know if this is the right subreddit for this kind of thing. I'm hoping someone knows anything about this doll. I bought her from an antique shop maybe two or three years ago. Just thought she was cute and creepy. I'm not sure what she's, which like great purchase. Yeah. I think, and, and those are two very viable reasons to purchase something. The seventies are huge right now. And that's like peak creepy. Yeah, absolutely. Cute and creepy. I'm not sure what it's made out of, what she's made out of. It's not quite porcelain, rather te rougher texture than that. Hmm. She's obviously fragile, but I don't think she's glass either. She has string inside her hollow body that connects to her limbs <laughs> to allow the joints to move. Oh. The words made in Japan look to be hand etched into her upper back. Hmm. Now onto her moving. I'm already terrified. I forgot that there was more ghost stuff than onto just the moving hollow body with string. Yeah. Um, and okay, and there's pictures attached. Um, okay, the first picture is how I usually have her. She is new to the spot. Over the last few months, I started to notice her moving. Okay, so Andrew, I'm going to show you the picture of how they normally have her. Yes. Can you describe? Okay, what we're seeing is, I would say, a, a Cupid doll adjacent doll. Kind of pear-shaped, big head, big eyes. Um, a bit of a like curious tilt in the head. And I, like it's it's sort of it's supposed to be wearing like a baby doll dress, but it is it is nude, it's fully a nude. nude. Figure. And there's like painted on socks and shoes. Yeah, but all yeah. the paint it looks like the paint was worn off and then repainted. Mm -hmm. Really upsetting. Very very much so. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy this. Yeah, I, it it would not it would not occur to me to see that and be like I want that somewhere. It also looks like it's in a box. It's on a coffee table. Oh, it's on a coffee table. Got it. Okay. Strange um, placement. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the kind of thing that like you buy a house and you find it in the house and then you mm. try to throw it out and then it keeps showing back up and you burn it and it keeps showing back up. <laughs> it's not the kind of thing that you bring into your house. No. Okay. 
So that's how she usually has her. It's just lying down. Got it. Over the last few months, I started to notice her moving. At first, I didn't think much of it. What? She would be off center, angled one direction or another. Just assume the table she's sitting on got bumped into. Then she would be an inch or two off where she usually lays. There's a hole that her butt fits really well into. (laughs) Well. A hole? In your coffee table? (laughs) What's going on? There's chaos in this house. Yeah. Um, So it's strange that she would be able to move out of it. I didn't think about this at the time. I just kept putting her back. Then about two weeks ago, she was about a foot and a half away from her spot on the opposite end of the table, stuck in between the tabletop and the dresser right next to it. I should also add that when I opened Reddit, this was the the like first thing on it. Was like, it this re- is, so Reddit people was are like, really responding. Yeah. I, I have to show you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Look. <laughs> <laughs> um. She was positioned in a way that she wouldn't fall, but not like she was placed there. Okay, so she was stuck in between the tabletop and the dresser right next to it. Oh. Um, Definitely thought this was weird and talked to my friends about it. Again, didn't have an explanation, but just brushed it off and put her back. At this point, you just kill yourself. You know, like, don't yeah, fight it. Yeah, you, you change your name. You burn down everything you've ever owned. Like, that. that's definitely... Like, I'd, I'd start with that simple step maybe before jumping off a cliff or something yeah just like google which catholic churches still give masses in latin go there and ask for the person who's in charge too late to be nun and guy (laughs) (laughs) guy nun coming to abc (laughs) okay here we go um again didn't have an explanation but just brush it off and put her back since then i've been checking on her every day when i wake up to see if she's moved she hadn't until today Oh, I was working on schoolwork late and came up to my room around 3 a.m. I go to walk past the table and I see her like this, sat up. I felt my heart drop into my stomach. So this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kind of sitting with her legs apart, sitting straight up, yeah. looking like she's going to go kill the person who bought That's her. That's um, I'm actually kind of freaked out now and I don't know what to do. I don't know anything about this stuff, and I'm afraid it's just going to keep getting more intense. If anyone knows anything about the doll or has some advice, I'm all ears. Um, okay. If and anyone uh, has any advice about the doll? I guess Reddit's a good place. I mean, people must have advice. Where it's, else is there? I mean, all kinds of advice about all kinds of dolls. Yeah. That's where you go is to Reddit. Wow. And what are what are some pieces of advice that people have given? Any, any uh, uh One moment. Let's see. Multiple people, the, one of the top comments is, you already confirmed multiple times that you will be getting a camera, which is good. Monitoring it over a period of time without anyone else knowing will show what is causing the movement. With regard to communicating with it, this is where I would disagree with some of the commenters in this thread. If the matter is preternatural, then you cannot really know what is behind the strange occurrences. Some have pointed out that nothing malicious thus far has happened. But to that, one could say... Not yet. Mm. I really think this is like 13-year-olds talking to each other. Yeah. And pretending to be 40. Right. They said preternaturally. Yeah. Yeah. Preternatural. Yeah. Okay. So this is a little bit of a downer. This is the the Scully comment. Okay. Less Mulder, more Scully. Is she specifically a ball-jointed doll? Like, are the strings inside of her attached to elastic? Ball-jointed dolls moving on their own is not exactly an uncommon thing, especially if they're old, as the elastic inside them is always under tension, especially when they are posed straight. The relaxed form of the elastic could be scrunched up one, in this case, sitting. Could be the scrunched up one, in this case, sitting. Oh, wow. It's crazy that it ended up sitting up in an upright position, though. But not impossible if the elastic is warping in some crazy ways right now in its death spiral. What? <laughs> oh my god! Wow, what a what a eerie Scully. I do. I, I like that we ended up on death spiral. I know. Yeah, they put a they put a scary spin on it. Yeah, that, oh. <laughs> I'm comforted to know this. Yeah, that, I know that that's a possibility. It is a possibility. Yeah, something that someone else wrote was. Something simple that might help you both feel better. First, get him or her them some clothes. Mm. <laughs> the spirit attached may not be female. Good to know. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about, think about that. Think about that. Yeah. Imagine possessing off. a doll that doesn't match your, your gender expression. Yeah. Like if you're going to get a boy demon, like mm. I think the worst thing you could do as a first, as an opening salvo is put a, put a dress on it. Yeah. Also, it just, it feels strange to put a naked baby doll on a coffee table. Um, 
I, I, I don't, I don't have judgment about, about that entirely, but I feel like if you're trying to avoid ghostly behavior and if you found something that looked creepy and that was what drew you to it, I don't know that I would present it in such an open way. I would kind of see how things go maybe by putting the baby doll in an office first. You know what I mean? Yeah, on a trophy case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to see, just to see if other objects get destroyed when they're placed nearby. That that sort of stuff. I would just, as a safety measure, put like a circle of salt around it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have salt, just a light vinaigrette. <laughs> Store bought is fine. Store bought is fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you find dolls? In, are you one of the people that find dolls inherently creepy, Anna? I don't love them. You yeah. know, I don't like them. I yeah. think the people who are likely to have guest rooms that have beds in them are older women. And those are the same people who are likely to have beautiful porcelain dolls. Wow. Yeah. So I've definitely slept on a trundle bed while staring at some. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like we certainly the proliferation of American girl dolls who were like period dolls in the early nineties, mid nineties when we were growing up, like everyone had them that I think I got just very used to the ideas of dolls being around all the time. But I think for like our kids and our grandkids, the fact that there's like an Oregon trail doll, you know, yeah, that, that would, I think that would be disconcerting. I like the one, the American girls now are like, I run a blog about my horse. You know, it's like, what? it's not really. Yeah. They're all contemporary. That's weird. At least she has a horse. That's like kind of pasty. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But some of them, I mean, listen, it's like, I'm sure, I'm sure that the, the full gamut is run in the American girl dolls now. Like, I think that's great to have that variety. It is funny to think like in the nineties, we were sort of obsessed about like period dolls. <laughs> the doll had on? to be from before. Yeah. I guess it, I guess part of the American girl doll business model was that it was like cloaked in education ish mm, yeah. stuff. So like parents could feel good buying it for their kids. Cause it was basically a book. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it, a doll is a book. A doll is a book. A doll is a book you can dress. Yes. Um, it's interesting. So we just went to Halloween Horror Nights, uh, Universal Studios we Hollywood. We did. And we went through the Chucky Haunted House, uh-huh. which to me, that was kind of like walking through a, um, it, 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 it ceased to be scary to me. Like, like Chucky has occupied this space now that is not a horror item. You know, like he's not like he, it's a violent, he's like a violent, irreverent figure, yeah. but I don't think the focus is to be scary anymore. Yeah. He's like foul. Ma- he's sort of like triumph the insult comic dog. Yeah. Cause I guess, I guess he kind of had to occupy a different space than Annabelle, you know? Yeah. He's a foul mouth doll. He's a foul mouth doll. It also like we, I think you and I were both very young and Chucky was already famous. Yeah. So like when we see Chucky, we're like, that's the doll that kills people and swears <laughs> and like has sex with Jennifer Tilly, I guess. Yes. Oh my God. But then like, yeah, I guess like for the generation before us, it was like, I can't believe that foul mouth doll. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that like, it would have just been so also the voice is, um, oh gosh, the actor who played Grima Wormtongue in, uh, Lord Brad of the Durif? Rings. Brad Dourif. That's him. Yeah. But the, cr- so I was just telling Jason this. The original voice actor for the doll Chucky was Jessica Walter, who plays Lucille Bluth what? in Arrested Development. She recorded the whole thing, and it just wasn't testing right. So Brad Dourif, who plays the 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 you know Charles Lee Ray or whoever the killer is in the beginning who dies, they brought him back, and they were like, "Can you just voice Chucky?" Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, yeah. But I'm now I'm like, what was that Jessica Walter version of Release Chucky like? Release the Jessica Walter cut. Yeah, please. If Vidiots doesn't screen that we gotta hunt it down and what is it that they're doing over there to begin with (laughs) over there at the video what are they doing over there at the video store (laughs) oh wow yeah dolls i mean i i also think there is like the the ancient i think it goes back to like golems right like inanimate things that become animate are very frightening to us yeah Um, it's a little thing that looks like a person which is why we make it and then we look at it and we're like that thing could Start walking around. A homunculus, one might say. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I wouldn't. <laughs> and I regret doing it. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, Andrew. Oh, yes. Do you want to do your small thing? Yes, small things. So um, 
I have become very much obsessed with a PBS YouTube series called Monstrum. Uh, it's great. It's oh. it's like a very well researched and like kind of beautifully animated and art directed and hosted um, look into like uh, ancient folk monsters. Sometimes they'll do like three episodes on werewolves or vampires or zombies, and then they'll be like really fun niche um, folk monsters that uh, I, like I'm so excited by when I learn about a new one. And this one is a contemporary folk monster that's so and andrew i would have thought you knew all the folk monsters i sure don't and and that's what's what's wonderful about folk monsters is i stay the same and they keep becoming <laughs> that's what i love scarier. about folk monsters <laughs> i get older and they keep being yeah. more of them <laughs> um so in terms of small things what jumped to mind was something called the black eyed children oh um which just to just to give a little rundown uh, from our favorite book, Wikipedia, black-eyed children or black-eyed kids in American temporary legend are paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of six and 16 with pale skin and black eyes who are reportedly seen hitchhiking or begging or are encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. Oh, so as, as best people can tell the, the reports of the black-eyed children I, I, it it let's just Ooh. say it. It sounds like I'm about to say black eyed peas every time. I really was in if, my head. I can hear Will. I am. If I it makes you feel better, if it makes you feel better to think that I'm talking about the black eyed peas as we talk about the black eyed children, please feel free. Um, yeah, and the eyes, the whole, the white of the eyes is black. Is that it? Yes, that yeah, the, okay. their their entire their entire eyes are black, much like in the X Files movie. Um, yes. when those kids eyes become all black, that scared the hell out of me. It happens in the show too. It's scary. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to take back what I think I just said, which is that my assumption was that this began with like online, you know, um, creepy pastas, but tabloid coverage of these creatures have claimed, have claimed that tales of black eyed children have existed since the 1980s. Most sources indicate that the legend originated from 1996 postings written by Texas reporter Brian Bethel on a ghost-related mailing list. Oh, Brian. I didn't huh. realize that mailing lists used to be real. I know. Like that, you mail them. Isn't that wild? I would love to get in that or list, Like a Brian. chain letter used to be a real letter. Bethel describes encountering two such children in Abilene, Texas in 1996 and claims that a second person had a similar unrelated encounter in Portland, Oregon. Bethel's stories have become regarded as classic examples of creepypasta and gained such popularity <laughs> that he published a uh, frequently asked questions just to keep up with the demand for more info about the new urban legend. It's got to be so exciting to be at the forefront of a new urban legend, you know, just to like be able to post an FAQ about an urban legend. <laughs> That's like when there's a saint, when there's cars, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. Or yeah, like like when a saint has like glasses, even I'm like, oh my, I love this can happen, Andrew, yeah. and I love when a saint has glasses. Me too. Anything's possible, right? When there's a picture of a saint, right? Can you imagine a a, a saint with Invisalign braces? I can. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Next question, please. <laughs> I know. Now that we're now that we're allowed to do press again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. So there's like all this, you know, there, there have been movies made about the black eyed children, or I guess horror film black eyed kids was produced with Kickstarter funding in 2012. Um, An amazing time for Kickstarters. A really amazing time for Kickstarter. And I just wanted to hop over to our other favorite book, Thought Catalog, an article uh, titled 16 Terrifying Encounter with Black Eyed Kids um, by Chrissy Stockton. And um, I would like, if I could, to read a short little... <gasps> encounter please do that creeped my ass this one's just titled halloween this is so funny i'd never heard of black-eyed kids before my incident so i come on here to post my story and the first story i see is about black-eyed kids weird let me preface this by saying i'm by no means a writer just a domestic engineer living in north texas it's all texas isn't that crazy it makes sense to me. It's so i think flat. so much of it is it's very flat yeah. which famously goes love flat yep yep and it, yeah, there's just a like a big rural, big yeah. big open spaces for stuff to get weird. Big open spaces, <laughs> black eyed kids knocking on my no. door. Okay, 
Um, also, I don't believe in the paranormal. Ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever. However, I did have an event happen to me this Halloween, I have to admit, has me scratching my head. This is my first post on Reddit, and sorry to say, I'd never even heard about it until yesterday. Wow, this is a domestic engineer. I told my best friend about my incident, and she's an avid reader of No Sleep, and she told me if I didn't post it, she would. So here I am. Anyway, hope you like. So, it had been a slow trick-or-treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. We usually have kids from different areas dropped off in ours, and have a constant parade at our door. That night, I'd say we'd had no more than eight to ten groups of kids come by the entire night. Really disappointing. I know. You want more Nothing than sadder, that. sadder, Yeah. I know. If you're not even down to the almond joys, if the sun has gone down and you've got a full bowl, that feels bad. <laughs> that feels that feels pointed. That feels it, like the kids are like f them. Yeah, you're like, are there children anymore? <laughs> are we in? I know. We're I read in a this crisis. article that there are no more children. <laughs> How Gen Z is killing children. <laughs> um, that night, okay. It was about nine thirty p.m. and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of those ghost shows based on supposedly actual events. Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost story now and then. And it wasn't, and it was Halloween and all. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over half an hour, and it was getting late, so we decided to turn the porch light on and let our dog Chloe out of her crate. Good dog name, I think. Really good. Chloe is an American bulldog and is very docile. We only put her in the crate because we were afraid she'd try and get out to play with all the kids, and I didn't want her to have to chase down the street. Oh, Chloe's not a good dog. No, no, This no. is a violent dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chloe has bit a kid's elbow. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, she air snaps, but she doesn't <laughs> yeah. bite. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I turned the outside light off and let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch and lay at my feet. It was getting close to 10 p.m. when my husband decided he'd had enough fun for the night and was going to go upstairs, take a shower, and get ready for bed. After all, it was Thursday, and he still had to get up early the next day. My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expected back for another hour or so, so that left me alone on the couch with Chloe. Now, that kid is drinking at a house. Yeah. Oh, I'm going you're to an, a haunted house. You're an hour at a haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's haunted. <laughs> Haunted with Bacardi. The only ghosts are being three sheets to the wind. (laughs) Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those ghost shows don't freak me out a bit. And being alone now watching, I'd say that I was kind of on edge, as it were. It wasn't long after I heard the upstairs water for the shower turn on and when a light knock, knock, knock came to the front door. My initial reaction was, what the hell, really? It's almost 10 p.m. Go home. But soon, an unfeeling. But soon, an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? Our doorbell glows, and in the dark and without the porch light, it would have been extra obvious to anyone there. I paused. I couldn't really just ignore it. Our front door has big beveled glass has a big beveled glass panel. That was hard to say. And anybody right at the door could see in enough to see that someone was in the family room watching TV. It'd be pretty rude of me to just sit there and not answer it. No, it wouldn't. You don't have to. You don't know anybody anything at 10 p.m. at night. This is the rule. There's never a good reason to open the door. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And th- this is two millennials your, talking. Your husband's outside? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're expecting a package? No. They'll come back. Um, <laughs> my gaze followed Chloe, who was at the door, to her usual path to the front, expecting her to be on. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Um, I glanced down at Chloe, and she was gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door, expecting her to be on her way there as she normally is. Nothing. She wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her crouching by the back door like she was wanting out. However, she never asks to go out like that. She always comes and licks my hands or puts her head on my knee. This was totally out of character for her, and I have and I, and I have to say heightened my anxiety. Chloe, crate, I said. She just turned back to look at me. Like, hell no, lady, ain't moving. I like that. <laughs> we love Chloe. We don't care that she's We really came kid. back around. We're back yeah. around. We like Chloe the elbow bite, which yeah. we made up. It's fine. Um, I yelled up to my husband, but it was clear that he was already in the shower, and there was no chance of him hearing me. Knock, knock, knock. About that time, a car drove down our street and cast just enough light on the front door to where I could see the silhouettes of two small children. No. Ooh. Ooh. I instantly felt relief. What? Uh, well, okay, okay. Yeah. It was just some kids, probably a couple <laughs> of my neighbors on their way back home that wanted to stop by and show me their costume or something. I headed to the door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. What a great watchdog, I thought to myself as she just sat there. I turned on the porch light. When I got to the door, sure enough, 
I could see through the glass that it was just a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones, I thought, and I began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run the streets that late at night. I only opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls. This is this is a Texas mom. Okay. Don't get foul. Yeah. Don't get foul. Uh, which was only about two feet away. What struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. No. Also, no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a boy and girl. The girl to my left was older. I'd say about 11 or 12. I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features as our lights are from high above and on columns at the front of the porch. So most light was coming from behind them. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. The boy was younger and about a foot shorter, I'd say. I'd say eight or nine, and he looked to have brown. He looked and looked to have light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke up, "Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom?" Uh uh-uh. uh. As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. I mean that the, you should have that pit in your stomach because. There is no real situation in which something is not wrong there. In the best of circumstances, the kids are in trouble or lost and need to call their mom. Best of circumstances, their parents just killed each other in front of the kids. <laughs> that's your best. Yeah. That's your, that's your, that's the top. Yeah. Yeah. That's your rose. Honestly, anytime someone younger than 20 voluntarily makes direct eye contact in conversation, you know, they're a ghost. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. It, it, whenever, whenever like, um, I, whenever I like, I know someone who has kids like younger than 10 and they introduce themselves and they're like, what's your name? I'm like, I don't know about this. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Get this kid a screen. <laughs> um, okay. So the, the girl asked, can I call my mom? As she spoke, what kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days. I couldn't remember the last time I'd had anybody ask me to use my house phone. Um, hun, don't you have a phone of your own to call your mom on? But now this is the thing. This is where I get a little, if kids are in distress, I don't know that I'd be like, well, don't you have a phone? Like, I don't no, know if they're eight or yeah. nine. Yeah. If a kid's in trouble, they're in charge. Right. All right. Uh, this was where things really got weird. Both kids turned to look at one another. Like they were going to say something to one another, but neither ever spoke. They both turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here. My brother is scared. I have to admit there were two competing feelings going on inside of me. The first, that of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two young children call their mom. The other, a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then that I noticed that during the short conversation, I'd already opened the door a few extra inches, which I was completely unaware of doing. I stopped. Honey, why don't you give me your mom's number and I can call her myself? That's, I think that's a good workaround. I respect this person being so spooked out by these kids that she doesn't let them inside. <laughs> I think that's insane Yeah, to not let them funny. in. That is very funny. That's boundary. That is boundary. Living boundary. Uh, another pause, and they looked again at one another. After a short moment, they turned back to me, and the girl said, Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mom? And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer towards the door like she was just going to walk in on me. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from inside the house, and I got my first real look at her. Solid, jet black eyes. That's all I could see. Mm. That motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and back of my neck standing at attention. I closed the door to where just my face was able to stick out. The little girl stopped and again pleaded, Please, ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then, like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. That's when the fear took hold and I shut and locked the door. Oh. I'll call your mom if you give me the number. I shouted through the door, but I'm not letting you in the house. I could still see them stand there on the porch, on the porch, just staring at me through the beveled glass pane. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose track of where they were. Uh. They could have freaked me out even more. That would have freaked me out even more uh, to have not known where they went. After what seemed like forever, probably only a few seconds, I decided to call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the other side of the table, um, to my phone, I glanced at the back door. Chloe was nowhere to be found. <gasps> we later found her in the guest room. Okay, good. Under the bed. When I got to the phone and started to look for his contact info, it was only then the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk to the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look at where they were going, still not calling my neighbor. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes, but you can see, but you can but you can't see much detail. Of course, standing 
that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone looking in. <laughs> From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, staring at me. Uh. As I lifted the phone to my ear after calling, only then did the kids start walking down the street. I met our neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. Like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff and never ever even heard about the black-eyed kids before talking to my friend. What I really think, what I have to think, is that these kids were just yanking people's chance in Halloween night. But I will say for them, they were really good. They scared the shit out of me and my dog. Yeah, uh, I wonder if they the put in those... If they put in those, like, um, uh, all-black contact Contacts, lenses? yeah, that's possible. I mean, here's the thing, and this is, th- like, from Insight... Uh, on Monstrum, which you should absolutely subscribe to, everybody. Um, this sort of thing, and, and and the the amount of these encounters is like people are creeped out by children. <laughs> yeah, and there are anxieties about young people, specifically like young people being like smart and better at technology than we are. Uh huh. Um, and there's like the age old thing of worrying that the next generation, like won't be as sympathetic to the older generation as time goes on. So it's like, those are kind of like primordial fears that we have about young people. I think, I don't know. I mean, didn't the X-Files movie come out in like 1997 or 1996? Like it feels like a thing that like might've entered the public consciousness and now is manifesting. Yeah. I buy that. Yeah. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. I'd buy that doll. (laughs) But kids are small things, and I think we often are afraid of unsuspecting frightening things that come from below. You're, oh. You leaned forward and the blanket behind your back shifted, and I, it's like at the height of a small child. That would be... Would, what, what a gag our return episode would be if we were both killed by black-eyed children during it. Just killed by ghosts. I think still... We'd get like maybe two or three more reviews. Like, wow, proof of ghosts. Yeah, the the review would be very positive. And then the headline would be like, are these two shit ass comedians bad and worse than. than (laughs) I'd love it. Yeah. Um, Anna. Yeah. In the event that a black eyed children, that a a black eyed kid were to approach you, let's say. um, Let's say you're not at home. Oh no. Let's say you're like in your car. Uh that's scarier. Well, I think I'm just so this is a, another thing I've done in the past year is that I drive now. I ah, took driver's ed. Huge. With a with a man who's helpful. And now <laughs> I can drive and cuz most driver's ed they're trying to get you to be cautious and this guy realized that I was too cautious and was like just step on the gas. I like <laughs> Which that. Which is really helpful. I really like that. I yeah. didn't know you were supposed to speed up when you were changing lanes. Oh. I was um, stepping on the brake, which is uh, bad. And so <laughs> See, I was the, like, I better be careful. I'll break. And the that thought is- process, <laughs> that, uh, that makes sense to me in my head. And I know it's, but because I feel like we are similar. The energy is like when you're excusing yourself from the dinner party and it's like, I can't walk at full speed to the bathroom. No, I, I don't want to like, make a noise. Yeah. Right, right, right. I need, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. I'm just I don't want to com- race to the bathroom yeah, out at a dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, so I realized that's why driving was scary to me. I was like, I keep almost getting in accidents when I change lanes because I was breaking. <laughs> um, but I guess being in my car is scarier because I'm like, how do I get out of here? Yeah. Maybe I'll have to make a left across two lanes of traffic. That'll be hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but wait, so what is the question? So, okay. Let's say you are, um, you're leaving a grocery store at night mm-hmm. and you are in a relatively empty parking lot. Okay. And just as you're about to leave, black-eyed ch- child knocks on your window <gasps> and is like, can I use your phone? Like, can I get in your car? Can you give me a ride? Let's say they ask you for a ride. I would say no. Yeah. That's easy, right? I would say no. I think, unfortunately, just with like yeah. liability stuff, yeah. or I'd assume that there was like an adult who was using a kid as like a I know weird. No, the grocery store parking lot is a lawless place. It. I feel like some of the most depraved things that have ever happened to me have happened to me in grocery store parking lot. Here's what I'll say about a grocery store parking lot. God doesn't live there. <laughs> he that lives is, inside the grocery that store. That is a no man's land between God and God and Satan both said, we don't want this. Yeah. yeah. There are no, there's nothing holy happening there. 
No one owes each other anything in the grocery store parking lot. That my my grandma used to say that everyone loses their religion in the church parking lot. <laughs> Incredible. Feels right. You can hear a laugh track going after yeah, that. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, really good work. Yeah. Credits would you roll. let them in the would No, you absolutely not. No. I mean, I also think like when I think about my fear of uh, doing the wrong thing or failing someone like who's struggling or like needs help, I think what I would say is like, who can I call to help you? Yeah. You know? I'd like go get the manager at the store yeah. or like, yeah. 18 year old Trevor. He knows what he knows what to do. He'll adopt you. I guess <laughs> he'll breastfeed you. But I, I do like that is, I, I don't know that that's the right thing to do, but that is something that I've started to adopt a little bit more when someone I, I started to adopt. I've done it one time when someone's like in distress and is like coming to me for help and I'm not sure what the solution is. And maybe they don't seem to be in the best like mental health space, like saying like, is there someone I can call that's smart to help? Like, is there someone I can call? Um, because like if they do need medical attention, then that's an easier call to make. And it's them making the decision and not me being like, someone needs an ambulance. And then they get there on the hook for $5,000. That's smart. Um, oh my God. I would never, it's crazy how 10 years after drama school made me like, I'll just never call an ambulance. Yeah. I, it's, it's bad. It's, it's not, it's also like not how we should think. No. But it is something that I am always like, I don't want to screw somebody over, you know? Um, oh, no. I've even That's had... a death sentence. I one time was in New York and I called an ambulance for uh, a woman who had passed out on the um, platform. And the ambulance dispatch person was like, well, can she get up and get in a cab by herself? Because if not, it, it, like if we send an ambulance, it's going to be a lot of money. The, the dispatch person said that. And I think it was like in an attempt to help, you know? Yeah. Very sweet, but also indicative of a collapse of society. Yeah. 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 It felt, it felt pretty bleak. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel, but I feel like that's, I think the thing with, with black eyed kids is also fearing that you're being taken advantage of, you know, yeah. like that your good nature to help someone is going to be taken advantage of for them to hurt you. Yeah. I mean, like with kids, I think I usually ask, like, is there an adult nearby or mm, like, mm -hmm. I don't leave my house much. So this just doesn't happen to me. <laughs> I know. And that's the scary thing about the black eyed kids coming to your house. I know. Cause that's where I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I go. <laughs> I would love if it was a much more specific request. Like, can we use your pool and have a milkshake? Then it's easier to be like, no. Oh, oh the neighborhood kids asking for food. Yeah. That I did like. Not to go full Dennis the Menace, but we did have a neighbor named Peggy and uh, in, in, in New Hampshire. And um, for whatever reason, my fam like, we just didn't have grapefruit juice. It wasn't like a thing that we had. Uh -huh. And one time I like kind of wandered over to Peggy's house and she was gardening. And then she was like, would you like some grapefruit juice? And I was like, I'd love it. And I didn't even enjoy it. But sometimes I would just go over there, you know, my little kid palate, not even enjoying the, the grapefruit juice. I just like wanted something. It was bad. I was the black eyed kid you in were, that respect. Oh my wow, God. I'm learning a lot about myself. You are. Oh my God. But yeah, from time to time I'd go over and be like, got any grapefruit juice? Horrible. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. You were just like a peer for her. Yeah. I think, I think it was like, I think this is embarrassing to admit. I think there was part of me that was like, I had seen the Dennis the Menace movie. It's not that I wanted to be Dennis the Menace, but I was like, I would like to have a relationship with my older neighbor. That's <laughs> like, sweet. Like a friendly relationship. God, want to feel old? Mr. Wilson was 37. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do feel like I'm getting, <laughs> I'm becoming Mr. Wilson. That's another thing that's happened since we started the podcast is that we're both old now. I know. We used to be like, plausibly young yeah no no that that time has passed i think covid kind of fast forwarded everybody 10 years yeah the beard my beard has gotten gray um i just i look like i'm gonna call the cops on people <laughs> and it's just because i wear my hair up and i'm this age <laughs> i see i i had a i had a thing so we have we have quite a few kids in our building and i the the sound of like of children enjoying like summertime, like sprinklers and pools. And like, I have good associations with it from growing up. Okay. Um, there is one child 
who has what appears to be an emergency whistle that he uses as a toy. Oh no. Down in the courtyard area, which is what our apartment is is up against. And for the first time in my life, there was probably a five hour period where he was blowing it nonstop. And I, I did email the building and I was just like, but that's, I was like totally fine with like, if this was a short thing, it has been now multiple hours of this whistle constantly blaring. And to my great relief, he was like, we've already gotten four complaints about of it. Of course. But then oh, I was like, good. oh, well, then I didn't have to become the Mr. Wilson. No, but you weren't that then because someone else was a scooch first. Right, right, right. Also, right. like, whoever I was a beta gives, Mr. Wilson. Giving a kid a whistle is always just like a fuck you to everybody who lives near that kid. That uh, that was the thing where I was like, I in an apartment building, I think we just got to not give kids whistles. I don't no, think that's allowed. It's not allowed um, for a whistle. Yeah. You can do it somewhere else. You can do it somewhere else. The grocery store parking the, lot. <laughs> Listen, anything goes. Anna, I think it might be time to return to one of our favorite segments of all time. Oh my goodness, I think you're right. Scary, Scary ideas, ideas for things, things that, that could, could happen. happen. Do you want to go first? I would like to go first. Please. A book with eyes. That, that could, could happen. happen. Oh my gosh! Not a singular eye. Not like a Hocus singular Pocus. eye. Multiple no, eyes. I'm picturing it's like a like when a clam has eyes. Oh, it's yeah. like on its side, and like the thing could flap open and talk that way. Wow. Like it's got two eyes on top of it. Can someone please write the song when a clam has eyes? When a clam, clam has, has eyes. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, Do you have one? Yeah, I, I have one. I have okay. One. You've just installed faders in your kitchen lights because the lights were getting too bright. And uh, you go to turn the faders off, but you notice when you get halfway down, your hand becomes see-through and you put it back up and you think I must be imagining and you do it again and you see like the more faded you get, the more see-through you become. And just when you were about to tape up the light switch, knowing something has gone cosmically wrong, your husband uses the other light switch whether there are not faders on and you get disappeared from existence. That, that could happen. happen. That I've could read about happen. this. I've read about this. I've read about this as well. I've yeah. heard about this on a podcast. <laughs> and I've it was this. this. And it was this podcast. And it was this podcast. Yeah. Wow. I read it. Anna, what a treat to be back doing this. Andrew, it's so fun. I Thank you for the sugar snacks. I ate some of your sugar treats oh, and yeah. now I have a headache. I, yeah, that's what I really, it's it's all triple bleached goo. That, <laughs> those were all the snacks. I, we, we did the Pillsbury. She's going to win drag race this year. <laughs> <laughs> she's good. She has an attitude problem, but yeah. she's very good. Oh my gosh. You're going to see a TikTok of her. Here comes the hurricane, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Triple bleach goo. Um, yeah, we did those Pillsbury uh, Jack Lantern cookies and candy corn, and uh, we're too old to have that, I think, now. I brought mango just to offset it, but yeah, it didn't a work. complex, a fructose. Fructose, you Thank know. God. Um, but wow, what a thrill uh, to be back here doing this with you, friend. And um, yeah, I hope you I hope you all enjoy these next few Halloween episodes, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens is what we're saying. Is that what you'd like to hear? Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. But we're here for a good time, not necessarily a long time. And here's another thing you need to hear. Get, Get out. out.